Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast today. We're continuing our examination of the Gospel of John. We're in the 11th chapter. And we began with the last episode looking at the first verse. And we see that this is the account of Lazarus, okay, and Lazarus dying and being raised from the dead. So just to recap it real quick, let me read this from the first verse. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was, which brings a little chuckle to you right there because you're thinking, you know, the Scripture says that he loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days. Well, why is that? Because Father told him to. And he tells us what the point is. The point is that God will receive glory, the glory of God, and that the Son of Man may be glorified. Well, how is the Son of Man going to be glorified in the midst of all this? Well, let's continue reading it in verse 7. Then after this, after two days, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. (laughs) Well, they weren't really excited about this. Why is that? Verse 8 tells us, the disciples said to him, Rabbi, The Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are going there again? He had left there. Remember, he had uh, eluded their grasp at the end of chapter 10 because they were seeking to kill him. And uh, so he left, and now they're saying, you want to go back there again, the disciples? Verse 9, Jesus answered him, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So what Jesus is saying right here is, you know what? There's just a certain amount of time that is left. Okay. And he's actually already alluded to this in several different ways. And he's going to say some other things about it, that his time is drawing to an end. And this idea, are there not 12 hours in a day, is speaking about, okay, is there not a certain amount of daylight time? And you can walk and you can see what's going while the light's here. Okay. But. If when you don't have light, you know, if you don't have light, you can't see what's going on. So he says, because he sees the light of this world. Now, verse 11, Jesus continues. These he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. Well, the disciples are taking this just that the way that Jesus said it. Okay, in the next verse it says this, verse 12. The disciples then said to him, Lord... If he's fallen asleep, he will recover. <laughs> well, what? Jesus had just said he's what? Asleep, right? And so if he's asleep, then he must be okay. But I think what the Lord is doing here is that he's given us a, a, a vocabulary lesson, okay, for lack of a better term. Because watch what happens. Verse 13. Now, Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus was speaking of Lazarus' death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. 
Well, it's, you can understand that because Jesus said that Lazarus has fallen asleep. Well, if he's fallen asleep, then he'll be okay. He was sick. He's fallen asleep. He'll wake up. He'll feel better. That's the, the way we would think. And that's okay in the normal. That's okay in the natural. But Jesus was showing us something. And I think one of the bigger things that he's showing us, and you see this in the scripture, that when believers die, when, they're, when they die, they're not described as being dead. They're described as being asleep, as being asleep. And you'll see that, particularly in the Pauline writings. He describes someone as being asleep. And we're not talking about a soul sleep, talk, I think, because we know that being absent from the body, we as believers are present with the Lord. But what he's saying is that your body is here, decay and everything, but your body is going to be resurrected someday. Okay, So from that perspective, you're not dead. Your body's just asleep here. And Jesus gives us that understanding right here. Well, the disciples didn't know that yet. Okay, They just received it in the way that Jesus said it. He spoke of, uh, you know, that he's asleep, so they think he's literally asleep. But John tells us that, no, no, that Jesus meant that he was dead. Well, watch this. Jesus just tells him point blank, verse 13 again. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, Lazarus' death. But they thought that he, Jesus, was speaking of literal sleep. Verse 14. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. <laughs> well, you can't get much more forthright than that, right? He just tells them point blank, Lazarus is dead. But he had just told them that he sleeps. So we see that Jesus is equating these things, okay? The dead sleep. Now, Jesus continues, verse 15, it's just a, a continual part of the sentence in verse 14. So, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Well, what in the world is that about? You know, <laughs> what, what is he talking about? He said, Lazarus is dead, but you know what? I'm glad that you that we weren't there. I'm glad I wasn't there. And the reason I'm glad I wasn't there is for your sakes, to where you may believe. Well, I thought they'd already believed. Well, they had believed. But I tell you what, there are some really cool things here that you see right here. You know, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And he opens the uh, eyes of the blind man, and light comes in. He says, I'm the bread of life. And he does what? He feeds the 5,000. Here he's going to say, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he's going to bring Lazarus forth from the dead. He gives examples of it all the way through. And he said, and, that, and the reason is, he says, to where you will believe, enhance their belief. But he says, come on, let's go. <laughs> well, you know, they didn't want to go to start with. Remember, they had just said, hey, uh, are you sure you want to go back down there? They want to stone you. So here's Thomas, verse 16. This will be the last verse we look at right now. Verse uh, 16, Thomas says, uh, therefore, Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. <laughs> <laughs> and the hymns capitalized. So he's saying that we would die with Jesus. So what's Thomas saying? You know what? I don't understand this. Thomas is saying, I don't know what's happening. Let's go with him. If he, if he dies, we'll all go down with him. We'll all die together. You know, uh, little did he know what was about to happen uh, in, in the, the balance of the time that the Lord was here on earth. So here, here's the thing. And actually, I asked the class this one time when I was teaching uh, this John thing. That this is a great point to sort of look at all this. Do we really believe this? Okay, do we really believe? Do we really believe that Jesus uh, could bring somebody forth from the dead? Do we really believe what we've seen all the way through John? Right. Let me see if I can 
do some of this off the top of my head. Do we really believe that he is the word? Do we really believe what he said several times so far that he's the great I am? Do we really believe that he uh, transformed the water to wine? Do we really believe what he told Nicodemus that you must be born again? Do we really believe that he hear that he healed the Roman official's son? Okay. Do we really believe that he is the uh, uh, the drink that you can take that you never thirst again? What he told the woman at the well. Do we really believe that he's the bread of life? Okay, that he can provide like he did for the five thousand. Do we really, really believe this? And that's what that's the probably foundational concept. Well, remember why John wrote this. You see it later on the book. Remember. He said, I'm writing this account right here and giving you some of the signs that Jesus did so that you would believe that he's the son of God, that he's the son uh, that was promised, and that by believing that you, that you will have salvation. Do you really believe that? Jesus was giving his disciples even more opportunity to believe right here. And I think he's doing the same for us. And it's a grand and it's a glorious thing. So go back and reread this first portion right here John chapter 11 and just rejoice in what the Lord's doing again I'm Dale I'll see you again bye bye